Hey guys, I'm Carly Zakin. And I'm Danielle Weisberg, and we're the co-founders and co-CEOs of The Skim. On our podcast, Skimmed from the Couch, we talk to the women we look up to about the realities of getting to the top. And their advice is what's helped us grow the skim from a company of two to something much bigger. But we started here on a couch. Yes, we are sitting on a couch. And now we want to talk to you about the things that have helped us build our brand and answer any questions you guys might have about how to build your own careers. So every Thursday, we'll be discussing a topic that our guests brought up on Skim from the Couch that week. Expect to hear everything from how to nail an interview to how to manage a team. This week on the couch, Greg Renfrew talked to us about managing people and how it was something she had to learn. She knew it was important, but it didn't exactly come naturally to her. I like leading. Yeah. I don't like managing. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not a detail-oriented person. I'm not great at creating those boundaries for everyone and perfectly articulating exactly what your job is. I'm the kind of person that give me mm-hmm. what you need to get done and I'm going to figure it out. I love working with people and I, I love the collaboration. I feed off of people and their energy. You know, it's fun to be in a room with a bunch of people brainstorming. But I do think that, you know, being a good manager is critical to the success of any business. And when I guest lecture at business schools, I always remind people that no matter what business you're in, you're in the people business. Yeah. When we started the skim, figuring out how to manage people was one of the biggest and hardest lessons we had to learn. We are definitely not experts, but we've really learned a lot along the way. If you've been listening to Skim from the Couch, first of all, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, But secondly, you may have noticed that we have a couple of go-to questions that we ask our guests about being a manager because it's really important to us to always try to become better managers. It's something that we also were not naturally good at. Um, So this week, we thought we'd answer some of those questions ourselves. First up, how do you create a culture where it's okay to fail? How do you think about that? Well, thank you, Danielle, for this <laughs> wonderfully worded question. Enlighten me. <laughs> so this is honestly something you and I have both really struggled with because— I know. That's why I'm happy yeah. that you got to, <laughs> I got to ask the question you have to answer. Uh, we're both type A people, and I think we type A people tend to hire other type A people, and type A people don't like to fail. Um, I think what we realized really quickly was that— Being perfectionist made it really hard to get products out the door quickly, and we had to be okay um, learning a new acronym uh, at the time was MVP, which was basically get something at the most minimal uh, viable product level that you can get out the door, and it's okay if it fails, um, but as long as you learn something from it. And one of the things that we've tried to institute in our culture is like being okay with the idea that you can try something and fail. So there's funny ways that we try to embrace that. Every week we uh, pass out a hard hat that says fail so hard and we acknowledge what failed that week. Um, but honestly, it's, it's something that our team struggles with a lot. We struggle with a lot around, is it actually okay to talk about and acknowledge um, the things that we actually are struggling with? And you know what happens when your bandwidth is stretched so much, you don't have time to try something new and fail. I think... The biggest thing I've learned is like for us as leaders is to kind of embrace being vulnerable with our team. So like acknowledging when you and I make mistakes and when we switch direction, what um, sharing why we're switching direction and that, you know, we, maybe we thought something was a good idea in the, you know, a few weeks ago, but we've realized because of X, Y, and Z, it's no longer a good idea. Um, so I think you and I have probably failed the most of anyone at the company, um, but it's it's something that I it's really important that we continue to hire people that understand not what it's like to fail, but what it's like to fail and then learn from that to not make the same mistake twice. All right, I'm going to ask you a question. Ready? Danielle, what has been your biggest management mistake? 
Unfortunately, this is an easy one. Um, it is when you know someone's not working in the role or the company and you don't do anything about it um, or you wait too long to do something about it. I think that it's it's never something that is easy because when we bring someone on, we spend a lot of time in the interview process. We um, really, really want to make sure that it's a fit on both sides and we don't hire just to hire. Um, so it, it's hard uh, when that happens, but I think I think it's it's something where you don't want to waste the company's time and you wouldn't want someone to waste your time. Um, and these things should never be a surprise and it should be a conversation. And um, it sucks, but it's it's worse all around, um, both to be the person in a position when you know it's not working out and you show up every day and you know that, like, you don't feel good about it. Um, and also on the other side where you're getting frustrated with someone because it's not the right company or they're not the right role. I think – you know, some of the best management moments have been when there has been someone that hasn't worked out in one position, but we've put in another place and have seen them thrive. Um, so that's why I think it's important to to have a relationship uh, with the people you manage where you can have an open and honest conversation because people know when they're not delivering, right? Like you felt that in, in different positions mm-hmm. at time. And so you have to confront that. And uh, I think hiding from that um, – has been the worst mistakes that we've made. I agree. All right, let's both answer this. Worst advice or feedback we've gotten? <sighs> um, I know we ask this question all the time, and I really like hearing well, other people I think I mean, there's two it. questions in there. So worst advice that we've gotten, the one that really stands out to me is we had someone that I considered a mentor early on, and she told me, let's not build the skim at the risk of hurting our personal lives. And oh, yeah. while I think, like, when you take that statement, you're like, okay, well, that makes sense. It was actually coming from a place of, I think, jealousy on her end of trying to have us not get in her way. And it was so upsetting because it was someone we idolized. And I think what we've talked—you and I have talked a lot about, like, what does work-life balance mean? That's not—like, it's a, that's almost an impossible thing to say. But um, I just found it so upsetting to hear another woman tell a younger woman— you know, guys don't work too hard because you got to make sure you get married one day. Um, and I think what we have tried to instill in our, in our culture is like, I hope people go through and they already have started going through different life stages at the company and we have to be flexible to accommodate that. But um, I hope that we never force anyone to have to choose. I'm trying to think. We've gotten so much. Uh, We've gotten so much bad advice. <laughs> so much bad advice. It's hard to to parse through what was the worst but I, I think actually one thing that consistently comes up is that when people talk about a playbook, right? Mm-hmm. Like follow the playbook, follow the playbook, look at what this person did and how they grew their company. Um, and I think that's something that people always say to us um, when we are thinking about a new line of business. Like, well, how did, how did this company do it? Just, just follow the playbook and – I think at times we have actually tried to do that and been like, well, how how hard is it to do this new, you know, line of revenue when we see all this data that suggests our audience would be really, really into it? Um, and we do it or we think about it just like everyone else. And ultimately, that stuff never works because our company is inherently just different and our audience is different than all of the other people that are saying follow the playbook. Um, so I think it's 
I always feel like I guess that boils down to when someone is telling you to change your vision. Uh, that's really bad advice if you're a founder mm-hmm. um, because your vision is what created the company. Um, I think if you are in other positions, um, then maybe it's a little bit different, but I think that's bad advice to a founder. I concur. We love hearing from you guys. So please give us a call at 646-461-6370 to leave us a voicemail. We're old school like that and be featured on an upcoming episode. <laughs>